Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. This episode is brought to you by our show sponsor, Organifi. If you're interested in hormonal health, I suggest you check out their Harmony Blend. It was specifically designed for PMS support to help balance out female hormones and to give you a little energy boost with the adaptogenic herbs that they use like Shatavari and maca. So it's a cacao and maca blend. I happen to love those two flavors together. So tasty. Uh, We also have ginger and turmeric added to the mix. So it's kind of like a spicy treat. Chase tree berries also featured, which is an herb that has been long shown to support female hormones. So I highly recommend that product. It's really tasty. You could also look into their gold powder, one of their best sellers. That's a turmeric ginger blend. Both are anti-inflammatory. And listen, menstruation, having a period is a naturally inflammatory process. And so if you're experiencing wonkiness during those times of the month, uh, it's not terribly uncommon, especially if you have underlying inflammatory stuff going on. It kind of just throws a little bit of gasoline on the fire. So doing anti-inflammatories during your period is a smart bet. Turmeric and ginger are two things that I highly recommend. Uh, This product, Gold, also has lemon balm and magnesium. Both of those are calming and soothing and can really, I mean, I drink it all the time, not just when I'm on my period, but it's a really good tool if you do have PMS symptoms. Both of these blends, the Harmony and the Gold, are great for post-meal sweet treats. You mix a little bit with either hot water. I personally like it with non-dairy milk. And uh, if you're somebody who has a sweet tooth, check them out. Head to Organifi.com forward slash funk. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash funk or use code funk to save you 20% on any of your orders. Hello out there, my friends. Happy New Year. I am recording this January 2022, and it is chilly. It's like zero degrees outside today here in New Hampshire. So I am chilly Willie the penguin, frozen through and through. I typically do like a daily walk or close to daily walk. I just bundle myself right up and head into the woods, and it's glorious. Um, I think that was like mid-pandemic, I was realizing that my mental health was in the gutta. So I had to do some nature, outdoor, fresh air, sunshine time that really turned things around for me. But today I just couldn't do it. I'm like, nah, skipping it. I am skipping it today. So instead I'm recording a podcast, which is 
equally as fun and exciting and joy-filling. Last May, I published an episode that was called Unpacking Core Beliefs. Honestly, it's a good one. I just re-listened to it this morning. <laughs> um, and I highly recommend listening to it. It's episode 155, if you have not done so already. I'd really talk about how beliefs that we have about ourselves, core beliefs that we have about ourselves, really influence so much of our life experience and our reality and yeah, even our health. And uh, I talk about that and use myself as an example. Um, I addressed my relationship to my worthiness, to rest, uh, to my workaholic tendencies and to guilt. And I shared with you that I was reprogramming with the idea that things get to feel good. That was like the new program that I was trying to run. Things get to be good. Things get to feel good. And I was making decisions in my business based on that. What feels good? But I also shared with you that I was grappling with some guilt around this feeling. So that's kind of what that episode was all about. And today's a little bit of a check-in, a little bit of an update. I'm also going to share some reflections of 2021 and uh, going to touch on that whole like New Year's goal thing. Um, because it's my belief that listening to stories of how folks navigate their own internal struggles and address their own inner beliefs um, really helps others to do the same. My goal with this podcast is always to make you think and to hopefully inspire you to make some positive changes in your life. And so my hope for today is that this episode helps you in some way, small or large, and if it does help you or inspire you, you pay that forward and share it. Hopefully you're subscribed by now uh, and you keep coming back each week for more because I keep coming back to uh, chat with you. So it's nice to have somebody on the receiving end. All right. So let's talk about some New Year's stuff or goal setting because um, it was around New Year's time I saw a post from Rachel Cargill, who I absolutely adore. Um, she's quite phenomenal. Um, and here's her post. I'm going to read it to you verbatim. I've been asking myself a few questions lately. When did I become so preoccupied with shedding who I am right now in order to only value who I could become? When did today become not enough? What value does now hold without it being compared to then or when? How can I look at now with awe, curiosity, courage, and truth? How do I stop inundating myself with questions and let the living simply be a guide I can trust as opposed to a puzzle I must solve? Oof, <laughs> oof. As somebody who is kind of setting goals for myself and reading this, I was like, huh, it made me stop and it made me question myself. Am I doing this? Am I so enamored with personal growth and inner healing that I am taking myself out of the present moment, which as we all know, is the only place that life actually exists. And especially reading through a lot of the, uh, like the beginning of the year type stuff, it's quite apparent that we have a collective obsession with self-improvement and I'm not exempt. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, not at all. Um, 
In fact, I'm really excited about the concept of self-evolution and self-healing and growth and expansion. It really lights me up. I love that shit. Obviously, I've been talking about it for over four years here on the podcast. But I also fully recognize the importance of being in the present moment. And I guess when I read this post, I was a little bit revved up because I was like, I don't want to have to forfeit one for the other. Something that I often practice um, is making decisions for my future self, kind of like what would my future, the future version of myself want me to do? And I had to ask myself the question, am I doing this at the expense of my current self? So I brought this question into like a little mini retreat, a little nervous system reset that I had for myself, which I'll tell you about in a second. I brought this question in and and it's something that I really have been actively thinking about. Um, So back in that episode 155, Unpacking Core Beliefs, I shared with you that I had recognized a pattern in myself and it wasn't a good pattern. It wasn't a pattern that was serving me. It was a pattern that perhaps have served me in the past, but definitely one that had become... um, limiting in a lot of ways. And it was this need to, or this concept of like kind of having to like earn rest that I know so many of you can relate with this. Like I felt the need to push myself to such a degree of burnout that I had no choice but to rest rather than just saying, oh, I need to relax. I need to rest. I need to take some time out. It was like almost like to take like a like real rest. Like I'm pretty good at resting. I get a lot of sleep. I have a lot of downtime. I don't over my over schedule myself. I have a lot of boundaries around my own personal time, but I'm talking more about like a respite from the day to day, like taking a vacation, taking time off, taking like a chunk of time away. I feel very guilty about that. I really grapple with my sense of like worth if I'm not producing, like where does that leave me? And um I was recognizing at this time that like yikes, this is this is not this is not great. You know, I don't want to carry this with me into the future. This is something that is now a limiter for me that I want to leave behind. And um I am very happy to report that I, I've actively worked. I'm not somebody who just talks about shit. I actually like do shit. And um, this is one thing that I committed to. And part of the reason that I share this stuff on the podcast is because it kind of holds me accountable to doing the things that, I'm, that I talk about. So I really have worked on changing that belief, um, noticing when it comes up, recognizing, oh, this is not a belief that I want to continue. I want to perpetuate. This is something I want to actively change. And uh, definitely started to heed the warning signs before it got to the point of like total burnout. And that is exactly what happened recently, like within the past couple of weeks. Uh, December was a very busy month. I do not typically use the word busy to describe myself or my schedule because it's like everybody has a different version of busy and everybody can say, you know, everyone has committed to this idea that we are all so busy and, you know, we kind of are. Um, but I, I'll share some of my month with you. I had the typical you know, typical stuff that it takes to run a company that I do. I was running the Functional Nutrition Academy. Um, I, we had a Your Hormone Revival group going on through December. I uh, had a full client load and Rachel, um, 
the, the functional dietitian that works with me also did as well. So we had full clinic client load with a wait list. Um, obviously producing this weekly podcast and also producing content for Instagram. Like that's all the baseline stuff. So all the baseline stuff was happening. And then on top of that, Lauren, my right-hand man, um, was leaving for maternity leave. So Lauren works like a solid full-time work schedule. So that was a significant shift. And then she was also training our new team member, Jenna, to take over um, for when she was gone. So obviously that's kind of outside the the scope of what we normally do here. Uh, On top of that, we were doing a entire rebrand and building out a brand new website. And um, that was an incredibly huge project. My website is like, I don't know, like I think it's like eight years old. So it's eight years of blog post. It's eight years of recipes. It's, you know, over four years of podcast. There's a tremendous amount of content on my website because I've been building on it for you know, for a long time. And so we had to take that and move it over to a different platform and also rebrand and also reorganize and recreate a lot of content. Um, Laura Fox with Maine Fox Marketing um, ran, was like the point person on this. And then I had Scott, my husband, who does brand identity was, was doing that. And then we had the whole team, the whole team was working on it. And I was writing the copy and creating all of the content for it. So it it was honestly, I don't think any of us realize what a big, huge undertaking it was when we started the project, but it was huge. And I have to just shout out the new website, thefunctionalnutritionist.com. Functional is spelled just like the podcast, because one of the my goals of and why we spent so much time and why, quite frankly, I spent so much money is because I wanted the searchability to be on point. So I wanted, there's so much podcast content that I wanted you to be able to land on the website and be able to search specifically for whatever you were looking for. And so please utilize that feature because it took a lot to get (laughs) to put it out there. And I'm so happy. I'm so proud. I'm so excited about all of it. So you can go poke around a little bit. Um, So we were doing all of that through December uh, with a deadline um, for the end of December. And then on top of that, um, I was creating curriculum for a school in New York City. And if you've ever written curriculum for a school, it you know, it's, it's a time consuming process. And then we actually traveled to Manhattan so I could record and produce the curriculum. And then on top of that, we had the holidays. So by the time new years rolled around, I was not right. Like I wasn't, it it was like beyond physical burnout. It was like absolute mental depletion. Um, and I was truly like riddled with anxiety. I just, I just couldn't um, self-regulate. Like I couldn't get back on track. You know, once in a while you'll have an off day or a couple of off days. I was like, I I can't get myself out of this funk. Like I cannot course correct. Um, in my a couple of my telltale signs of like things are headed in a a bad direction with my mental health is like a feeling of inertia and a feeling of Groundhog's Day where like every day I wake up and I'm like, it feels like the same day and I'm not excited or inspired for the next day. And I'm somebody who's typically very inspired, very motivated. And I I love to just, I love to like 
I don't know, fuck shit up. I just, I just love to go for it. And so this is very out of character for me. And it just, it, I just couldn't shake it. So, uh, my husband, a few weeks prior had floated out the idea that maybe him and I do like a little, like a couple nights away at the cliff house. The cliff house is in Cape Natick, Maine. It is this beautiful, uh, luxury, uh, hotel. There's like a spa there. There's a restaurant. It's, um, right on the cliffs of Maine. So like it, you are overlooking the Atlantic. It's a, if you've ever been there, it's just an absolutely gorgeous, exceptional spot. And so he had planted that seed. And I said to him, like, kind of joking, like, what if I went away myself for a few days? And a few of my friends had really been encouraging me to think about that because they just recognized that I was like, you know, not myself and sort of in a funk. And Scott, being the ever supportive spouse that he is, was like, yeah, I really think you should. And um, I, I think it probably would have ended there. Um, if he hadn't kind of kept circling back around and encouraging me. And I just kept waking up just being like, I, I like I'm not okay. And so long story short, he ended up going and um booking a reservation for me for three nights. Um, because again, it was like that inertia. Like I wasn't, I was just like, I know I recognize that something needs to change and I don't know what it is. And I'm a homebody. So for me, feeling like I have to get out of Dodge is not is not normal, but I really felt like in order to create a new reality for myself, I have to break the current, like I have to change something, like my entire surroundings need to change. Like I have to like quite literally like go away for a few days. <laughs> um, and so that's exactly what I did. And it was wonderful. I brought a lot of, um, medit- I did a lot of meditating, a lot of journaling, a lot of like internal reflection, which was kind of the goal. My, I had, I, I didn't go in being like, Ooh, with like, you know, the illusion that I was going to walk out a completely changed person in three days. But I went in with the intention that I want to figure out what is driving this anxiety. I, I want to figure out like what my, typically when I experience anxiety, it's because my subconscious is trying to communicate something to me. And so I really wanted to get that message. And I figured giving myself space in silence and solitude and creating an environment for those messages to come through would be helpful. And it was, I walked away with like a, with a lot of clarity. Um, and so I did like spa stuff and I ate some yummy meals and I listened to a lot of, uh, like inspiring motivational, uh, lectures and things like that. Um, and it was just very, and just like watched the sea. I spent so much time just watching the ocean and it was very, grounding for my nervous system. And throughout this, I intentionally shared what I was doing. Like I shared photos and and videos on Instagram. Um, And my DMs were absolutely filled with such supportive messages. I'm talking slowly because I'm like trying to stop myself from crying because I'm getting a little choked up. Um, just so much support of like, I don't, I don't even know. It was just really wonderful. Like I appreciated it so much. I was so grateful to see the the support and of my community, I guess we can call it like just rally around me and, and be like, you know, you deserve this. This is so necessary, you know, because we have all of these internal thoughts in these beliefs that like, we shouldn't be doing this or who am I to do this? Or like, 
you know, like guilt complexes and all that kind of stuff. So it was really wonderful to have people just kind of like reaffirm that this is the right thing. Um, and, a, you know, quite a few people were like, all women should do this, all moms should do this, or all business owners should do this. And while I was sitting there and reading these messages and receiving these messages, I was also thinking like, yeah, I totally agree. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> That's, that's why I'm doing it. And I, I couldn't help but wonder to the hundreds, literally hundreds of messages I received, I couldn't help but wonder, like, are you, dear advice giver, are you doing this too? Are you taking your own advice? And I, I swear to you, I am not saying this to be a jerk or to like ruffle feathers um, because ultimately I, I, I truly did appreciate the messages of support. And I felt so much gratitude for that and for folks. And if you are one of those people that sent me a message, truly thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I felt you celebrating me and that meant the world to me. But I'm calling this out as a way to bring our attention to something that I think is pretty major. We are pretty good, pretty, pretty good at giving advice, right? We will sling advice all day long. And we're really pretty good at building other people up. And we're, you know, quite awesome at supporting other people and to tell the people that we love to, you know, you got to take care of yourself, right? But are we good at doing that for ourselves? Are we taking our own advice? Dramatic pause, because I think it's something that we should all consider. I had, um, there was a comment on one of my posts from a a fellow nutritionist who said, I'm constantly working on practicing what I preach. And ain't that the truth for so many people? And this is something that I am adamant about driving home to my mentees, to the practitioners who are in the Functional Nutrition Academy. You got to flip that mentality and reverse it because we cannot preach what we are not actively practicing. Otherwise, we're just saying words. So if you're a practitioner who tells somebody that, hey, you should meditate or you should reduce your stress, but you're not actively meditating or reducing your own stress, right? Those are just words. If you're somebody who's saying every woman should take time out for themselves, but then you're a woman who does not, in fact, take time out for herself, those are just words. And when I say, (laughs) you know, like a lowering your stress or take time for yourself. What I'm not saying everyone needs to go on a luxury retreat, right? (laughs) Or like drive to Maine for four days. That was definitely, you know, that was definitely an indulgence and um, like a special thing for myself as a way to celebrate a really productive year. But just in general, are you taking care of yourself? In my experience, we don't really learn from people telling us to do stuff. We learn through modeled behavior. It's like, don't tell me, show me. And personally, I don't have a ton of this behavior modeled to me or historically speaking, have not, which is why it's taken me so many years to do something like this for myself, which is part of the reason that I did want to share my experience with you on on Instagram so people can see it and think, oh shit, if she's doing it, 
then I can do that too. If she can take a few days off from her business or her family or her obligations and she's okay, then maybe I can do that for myself too. And maybe everything's going to be okay. I'm going to give you another real world example to drive this point home. This is an email that I sent out a couple Sundays ago. And if you're not getting our emails, you can subscribe at the bottom of my new website um, or just shoot us an email at the functional uh, support at the functional nutritionist.com and we can hook you up. But um, let me read it to you. Uh, I had sent, I, I had closed out with a client. We had our f- final call together. The day, actually, the day that I left for my uh, Cliff House retreat. I'm calling it a retreat. I created my own retreat. It's a retreat. Um, and we had our final call together. And of course, we were like both crying. And um, I always send a a recap email of, you know, the take-home points every session that I have with somebody. And one of the things that I wrote down to her is remind yourself that taking care of yourself inspires others to do the same. So here is the email that I sent out on the heels of that. Let me tell you about this gal. We'll call her Jane for the sake of this email. Jane decided that 2021 was the year she was going to make some changes. We referred to her as Jane 2.0. In May, she signed up for the Carb Compatibility Project. She started feeling better. She lost 20 pounds, and this gave her the motivation to keep going. She signed on to work with me one-on-one, and we addressed some significant dysbiosis and hormonal imbalance. Physically, she felt good. Mentally, even more so. She addressed her relationship to worthiness. She started setting boundaries and she made her happiness, her mental health and physical health a priority. As a wife and a mother and a business owner and a people pleaser, this ain't easy. Her friends and family started taking note. They were inspired by Jane 2.0. Watching Jane make power moves in her life gave them the inspiration, the motivation, and the permission to do the same. A few of them realized they needed to make changes too. A few of them started their own 2.0 journeys. A few of them even signed up for January CCP. Go, Jane, go. Listen, a lot of people will talk about the importance of taking care of ourselves, using trite statements about putting your oxygen mask on first and not being able to pour from an empty cup. But in my experience, Very few actually practice it. Talking about it is easy. Practicing it is less so. So I write this post as a way to remind you of a necessary truth, a truth that we all know, but we desperately need to be reminded of so we can truly embody it. When you take care of you, you are leading by example. When you take care of you, Your people are watching, your friends, your partners, your family, your coworkers, your kids. When you take care of you, you are showing people what is possible for themselves. When you take care of you, you give other permission to do the exact same. When you take care of you, everybody wins. Everybody wins. So when I I sent out this email... I thought about Rachel Cargill's post in talking about this Jane 2.0 character was I glorifying the who we could become aspect without paying enough honor to the idea that we are enough right now. And I thought more about it 
And here's where I landed. And this is why I decided to send the email to publish the post. By Jane claiming the 2.0 version of herself, it doesn't automatically make the 1.0 version shit. Because I think we can do both. I think we can have both. I, I think we can focus on our vision. We can focus on our growth. We can fo- focus on our expansion and also be firmly appreciative of the present moment. We can be proud of ourselves for what we have done, for how far we've come, for everything we've done to lead up to this present moment. We can be grateful for what is here right now. We can be inspired. We can be awe-inspired by our own daily lives. And we can keep it pushing. We can keep moving forward. After I graduated from dietetic school, I was not sure of my next steps. I knew that my path wasn't going to be the path of my careers. I I knew my goals didn't align with theirs. I, I knew that there was something different about me and what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what that meant for myself. I just felt different. I felt off. I felt isolated. I felt alone. I felt incredibly anxious. And I wasn't really sure what to do with all of that. So at the time, I enrolled in a program. And then at the end of this year, 11 years later, this program, this school, reached out to me and asked if I would be a visiting faculty and write curriculum for them. That is why I traveled to New York City in December. Um, this was a real full circle moment. Once I was done recording, I sat at a bar uh, drinking a glass of red wine with my husband and could see that he was like, his eyes were glistening. If you know my husband, you know he's not uh, like an overly emotional guy, not a crier, not a crier. And I started to get really um, overwhelmed in the best way possible. Like I just felt flooded with all of these things. It was a full circle moment where I was able to look back and see how far I had come, what I have grown, um, how I have grown, the healings, all the healings and the inner work that has happened along the way. I got to see all of it. And I got to see how all of it led to the exact moment that I was in. And I could hold all of it all at once. And so when I say I was overwhelmed, I was was overwhelmed with gratitude. I was overwhelmed with, with awe and appreciation and pride. I can sit in gratitude and awe of this moment, looking around and feeling a swelling of pride and appreciation of awe. I can, I can, I can, I can do that and I can be looking ahead. I can be excited for what else is coming and expanding my ability to receive it. And I can love the previous versions of myself. And be so proud of my resiliency and tenacity and my willingness to listen to my intuition, even when it didn't make sense. And even when others were looking at me as a failure, I can do all of that. So where I netted out and why I wanted to celebrate Jane 2.0 and why I wanted to record this podcast is because looking ahead at the future version of myself and working on future goals doesn't cast aside the previous versions, and it doesn't negate the present moment, and it doesn't suggest that the present me isn't enough. And all of this is true for you too. 
all of it is true. If you're setting goals for this year, I encourage you to do so in a way that honors and respects where you are right now, that honors and respects the fact that you are enough as is. You can love yourself now and still want to change and love the previous versions of you. It's all available to you. And I would say that this is my biggest lesson of 2021, that nothing is either or, and everything is and also. 2021 brought a lot of heavy things uh, nationally, globally. For, for me personally, I, you know, I talked about a lot of the, the positives, but there was a lot of really heavy personal family stuff that I had to wade through this year. And also, for me personally, it was a wonderful year, and I'm so grateful for it. All of it is true, all at once. All of it got to be true for me. On Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, I read the latest Sally Rooney book. I, Sally Rooney is a um, is a novelist who has like ruined all other novelists for me. She's just perfection. So her latest book, Beautiful World, Where Are You? I just I I read it in a day, as I do with all of her books, and um, I really just felt like turning the pages encapsulated this concept so much. So it was such a perfect novel for me to close out the year with. We can hold the heavy, like the really heavy stuff. I mean, she was talking about fall of civilization heavy, (laughs) like the heaviest. And we can hold that. And we can also enjoy the small pleasures of life. Conversations with friends, hookups, cocktails, you know, all like the little, the little small pleasures of life. And I think I would argue and perhaps if I got to sit down and have a conversation with, with Sally Rooney one day, I would ask her, is this, was this like kind of the whole theory of the whole thesis of this novel? Like this is life. This is life. The complex, the heavy challenges while also working on healing your past and bettering your future and choosing to enjoy yourself in the midst of all of it and inspiring others along the way. I don't know. It's just a thought. (laughs) So I will leave you today, dear listener, with that. And I want to let you know that as we begin this new year, I am honored that you are here. I am grateful for your presence. And I thank you for being part of this ripple effect where we get to spread well-being to each other. I think that's a pretty magical and special thing. So happy new year. And I love you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.